Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras, episode number 206. So I heard or read this quote a while back, and honestly, I can't remember if I actually heard it or read it, and I don't know who or what to attribute it to because I didn't write it down. (laughs) But regardless, the thought, the sentiment, the concept is still really important, so I wanted to share it with you guys here. So basically, the quote goes something like this. You can't be mediocre. 364 days a year, and then expect to perform flawlessly on the big day, which in this context would obviously be your race day. And I read this or heard it wherever it was, and I felt like this should be the battle cry of all ultra runners everywhere who are in training. And maybe for many of you guys, it already is. You get up and you attack the day with everything you've got. You go to bed, you sleep it off just to get up and do it again the next day over and over and over. Um, And some days I think it's really easy to operate from this mindset because you've got a big scary goal and you know that you've got to put forth the effort every single day to ensure that when you show up on race day, you're prepped and ready to go. But on other days, I feel like it's maybe the last place we want to operate from because we would rather just be mediocre and sit around in our comfy clothes and eat a pint of ice cream instead of doing any sort of training whatsoever. And I get that. Like I've definitely been in both places maybe even in the span of the same month, maybe even in the span with of like one week. And so I was starting to think about this some more um, because I wanted to talk about this with you guys and I wanted a way to quantify it. So I started to think and ask myself some questions. So for example, how many days can you get away with being mediocre and still achieve your goals, right? I sort of tried to come at it from like the other angle And I don't have the answer to this, but I honestly don't think it's like an exact number, but maybe more like a ratio, two to one, 10 to one. Again, I don't have the specific answer, but I think this is an interesting thought experiment. And personally, I think that you've got to be not mediocre more than you are mediocre in order to get anywhere, right? This this is sort of even outside the context of training. Then I got to wondering what actually defines mediocre in this context. So I went to the dictionary, I went to the Googles, and the dictionary on Google says that mediocre is, quote, of only moderate quality, comma, not very good. Now, I know when you hear that, it doesn't really pinpoint a very clear definition, but when I hear those words, I have a very clear picture in my mind of what only moderate quality and not very good training and training effort looks like. And I'm betting you do too. Even if you're hearing this and you're like, I have no idea. Like if you really sat down to think about it, I guarantee you you could come up with a list of things that were moderate quality training efforts, right? And ones that were not very good, okay? So maybe it doesn't really need to be more defined. Maybe it's something that's just more personal to each of us. And this is a concept that 
I'm definitely behind. I've talked about it a lot here on the podcast because I firmly believe that we all have to figure out the right mix of training for us. For example, some people do really well training or running five or six days a week. That is very much not me. Four is my limit. If I tried to run that many days a week, and I have just for context, right? I have tried it. It would put me right over the edge and out of ultras altogether. I mean, I told the story way back in the day about having and hiring a running coach to help me with one of my very first marathons. And he had me doing five and six and sometimes even seven runs a week to a day. And that really caused my sciatic nerve to flare up in all fairness, I wasn't really doing anything to treat that at the time because I didn't even really know what it was. I just thought, oh, run five or six days a week, you get this result. Even after I had gone through and done a bunch of hip specific stuff to treat that sciatic nerve pain, even now when I try and run more than five days a week, I definitely have some issues that result of that. So like I feel like it's a sliding scale, right? Like my definition of mediocre training is going to be different than yours. And that's totally okay because we all come at it from a different standpoint, right? Like some of you guys are coming fresh off the couch, so to speak. Some of you guys are former D1 athletes that are getting into ultras, right? So we have a different perspective. We've used our bodies differently. We've done different things and that's totally okay because there's always going to be someone. And this, this thought to me is also really helpful. So maybe you guys can like adopt this one. There's always going to be someone that wins the race, one person, right? And then there's always going to be someone that comes dead fucking last one person, right? Or maybe two people if they're running together, right? And that's just how it is. (laughs) So that doesn't mean that you shouldn't train or compete in a race if you don't think or have a snowball's chance in hell, like me, of winning the race, right? You should still do it because it's a sliding scale and we all just need to put forth our own best effort in order to get the result that we want that's that's reasonable for us right now. Some of you guys might be coming into this sport and you are capable of winning a race and that is great. And that's the level that you should work at. Some of you guys are coming in here fresh off the couch. Maybe in a couple years, you will have the capacity and the ability to win a race, but at the get go, we should set reasonable expectations for where we're at and the progression for where we want to go. And I think oftentimes and I include myself in this, I get into something and I'm super excited about it and I really want to do it. And I just assume that the next logical step for me after I've, I don't know, been doing it for like six months, maybe not even that long, is that like I should be the best at this damn thing, whatever it is. And when I realize that's not the case, (laughs) sometimes it's a big blow to my ego and my momentum, and it sort of pulls me off track. So that's part of the reason why I love this thought so much that you can't be mediocre 364 days a year and expect to perform flawlessly on the big day because it helps to put everything into context. It helps to put it into the bigger picture so that you know 
what you need to do every single day in order to continue to keep leveling up. So in understanding what is what mediocre means to you and then going above and beyond in order to achieve your goals, that's where the work is, right? That's where I feel like every day I could look at my day and be like, okay, here's my training. Is this, you know, on par? Is this mediocre? How could I go just a little bit above so that I'm not mediocre? I'm not only moderate quality, not very good, and do it just a little bit more so that tomorrow I'm just that little bit more ahead of where I want to be. And here's the kicker. If you don't hit your goal, whatever that might be, a time goal, a distance goal, age group placing, just finishing, if you don't hit that goal, that just means that now you understand that level of mediocrity and you have to go above it, right? That's sort of how I think about all of this. I've said it before and I completely stand by it. What got you to half marathon finish won't get you to a marathon finish. What got you to a marathon won't get you to an ultra. And that's even true within ultras at the various distances. What got you to 50k won't get you to 50 miles. What got you to 50 won't get you to 100k to 100 miles, so on and so on and so forth. And we're going through a lot of this right now with the women inside the She Runs Ultras membership going from 50k to 50 miles, wanting to make the jump from 50 miles to 100 miles. Like Esty and I were just talking about this on our call, and she was listing out all of these different races that she wants to do this year. And we went through the list, and I was like, okay, well, before, because she wanted my advice. And I said, okay, well, before we even try to target these races, what's the bigger goal? And that's when she sort of got this big smile on her face. And she was like, well, I really want to do a hundred. So I was like, okay, so now we have the funnel. Now we know what the end goal is. And now we can be more strategic and not be mediocre and try and do all the races just for the sake of doing all the races, but be really strategic with the races that you pick so that you're going from 50 miles to 100K because there's lots of lessons to be learned between 50 and 62 miles. And then you go for that 100 because there's a lot of lessons to be learned between 62 miles and 100 miles. And so this is the only way that you're going to know how to get to the next thing, right? Like making these big jumps from one to the next you're probably going to stumble and trip literally and figuratively and have to, you know, reel it back a little bit to understand, okay, what's the level that I have to operate at 50K? How do I level up in order to get to 50 and so on and so on and so forth? And either you're going to prove your theory, right? And the only way you'll know if that level of mediocrity is enough, just to circle back on this thought, is if you go out there and try to do better than it, whatever your level is. And either you prove or disprove your theory. If you prove your theory right, then you've gone above and you've hit that goal. If you disprove your theory, then that means that 
you didn't hit your goal, right? (laughs) Like your theory about where you should operate was here, right in the middle. And what you really needed was more than that. And so you didn't, you fell below the line. You didn't hit your race goal. Okay. So hopefully I didn't lose you guys in the weeds there, but sometimes when I'm driving a lot or I'm walking, trying to do my step goal for this month, or I'm running, I like do some of my best thinking. And I was thinking about this quote and it's like, it's almost super cheesy, right? Like you can't be mediocre 364 days a year and then expect to perform flawlessly on the big day. Like you could, if you read it a certain way, like it could be very cheesy, but if you sort of break it down and think about it, yeah, it's, it's a thousand percent true. A lot of times I think, and again, this is like a human trait. We try to squeak by with the path of least resistance. And, and that again is just the human trait. And so it really does take sort of an above and beyond effort to do any of this stuff. Everything from 5k all the way up and through 500k, right? So understanding where you're at sort of on this sliding scale of mediocrity should sort of help you see each day for what it is and help you to continue to keep pushing forwards and then looking at your your schedule whether you're using training peaks or a paper and pencil calendar and you're checking off every day or you're looking on training peaks to see if your calendar is mostly green or maybe it's mostly red and getting that visual feedback about how many days you showed up and put forth your best possible not mediocre effort in order to get you to where you want to go, right? So hopefully that was helpful for you guys. Think about that a little bit and maybe, you know, pull it out of your bag of tricks on a day when you're feeling like, "Mm, I think I just want to sit around in my pajamas and eat a a pint of Ben and Jerry's, which (laughs) I have definitely done my fair share of. Anyway, happy Friday, you guys get out there and do something today that puts you in the not mediocre category. And uh, that will push you a little bit closer to your ultra goals. And actually, in in the um, in the same vein there, I I got this note today from Kristen Lee on Instagram, and I wanted to read it to you guys because it just like gave me all the feels. She wrote, I have recommended your podcast to all my ultra trail running women friends with four exclamation marks. (laughs) So, you know, you know, it's very serious. I very much resonate with this because I cannot contain myself to just one exclamation point. I must use all of the exclamation points. So Kristen, you and I are like exclamation point BFFs. Um, They have found all of your information so useful and helpful and completely relatable. It's hard to find women ultra runners with podcasts. Thanks for catering to all types of runners, not just the fast and elite runners. So I wanted to just share that because it just gave me all the warm fuzzies. Thank you, Kristen, for sharing this with me and for sharing the podcast with all these other women. I really appreciate you taking the time to do that because as I've mentioned before, it helps me to accomplish my goal of helping 10,000 women run their first ultra. And not only that, again, guys, we just like, we need more women in this sport. We need more women to get 
quality information and resources that they can actually use to get out there and do the damn thing. So thank you again for taking your time to do that. Also, ladies, don't forget that if you want more female ultra running friends, if you want more resources and all that fun stuff, come and join my private Facebook group, run your first 50 K in order to join. You'll just head on over to Facebook search for run your first 50 K under groups. You're going to request to join and answer the three questions that come up mostly a, so that we know you're not a fake account and B so that we know how to help you once you get in there and then you're in. That's all for this episode. You guys enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon. 